0: Joyce and her guest will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now, here is our host, Joyce Buford. Good morning. Welcome to the show.
1: Now, if you came here with a little, you were a little down, well, let me tell you, you are going to leave just flying out the window because our guest today is the happiest, happiest woman. She's just lovely, and you're going to love her energy and be inspired by it. We're going to be talking today to Kathy Hamilton, who is the founder of Happy Tappy Girl, and is dedicated to showing one million women how to step into their power and own their lovability. So they can live the divine, inspired, vibrant, alive, diva life like all of those, don't you? Isn't that what we want to be and do? Well, Kathy has a very strong program, is going to share that with us today. But let me tell you a little bit about Kathy. Kathy. She obtained her bachelor's degree in business administration at Cleveland State University and has spent over 24 years working at a privately owned international corp, where she is financial director. Her experience with breast cancer is the catalyst that inspired her to become an empowerment expert. Now, Kathy was introduced to the world of metaphysics in a class she took in college She remembers the day her professor shared this. You can create your own heaven and hell right here on earth. The choice is up to you. She was both impassioned and empowered by this concept. Today, she uses the energy healing technique known as emotional freedom technique in coaching her clients both as one-on-one or in group coaching. She changes lives through her work. Kathy has experienced two major transitions in her life that added to her transformation into the vibrant woman she is today, and she's going to share those with us in her as she tells us her story today. In addition to being the financial director And the coach, she is a wife and a mother and an entrepreneur living in Ohio. What do you do in your spare time, Kathy?
2: (laughs) Wow, Grace, that was quite the intro. I was like,
1: wow, that woman is awesome. (laughs) Wait a minute, that's me. Oh, Oh, yeah. I didn't want to leave anything out. It was just so, I love it. I'm going to have you
2: introduce me as I come into a room. (laughs) Okay. That was awesome. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Well in my spare time I really I just like to kind of chill out, honestly. Read books.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Picture stuff. I love ghost shows. I love zombie movies. Um and spending time with my family friends. You know, the usual
1: the usual stuff. Um Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well it's interesting that you mentioned about zombie because you use that word zombie. Um as sort of a condition that we all tend to live in, right? We yeah, get that we way do. when we get into we the do. dark shades here.
2: We, we can't, yeah. and I, I
1: really, you know,
2: because I do like zombie movies, it's probably when my brain kind of thinks in terms like that, but I think just life can be various stages of a zombie movie. You know, you've got when the outbreak happens and utter chaos is going on, and then you've got the mm-hmm. containment team that's trying to keep order, you know, in impossible situations. And then you've got those times when you're just trying to not become a zombie or, you know, kind of just trying to remain safe and, and remain human. And then mm-hmm. those times when you just are a zombie and you're just kind of going along doing your zombie thing and not really <laughs> questioning anything, except right. maybe you don't really want to eat brains. But it does, what I kind of like in that, too, is when we kind of feel like, nothing's really wrong, but nothing's really right. It just, we're kind of just kind of going along on autopilot. And I know for me personally, I've experienced many stages, you know, in a zombie movie. And you talked about like the two more major events that brought me to where I am today. And um, the first was really being in an emotionally and mentally abusive marriage. And that's Mm -hmm. what I kind of like in being in that containment team where I really was trying to, maintain order and keep keep everything you know all the wheels on the bus in a really Mm -hmm. impossible situation and that kind of after that experience that's what really brought me into the world where i learned eft and um because i was really having a hard time afterwards just kind of processing all the negativity and really i think owning my part in all that crazy that was going Uh, on and so right because up until that point you know, like I, like I said, when I, when I took that class in college, which was a death and dying class of all things. So there I am a business major and <laughs> I took that class and then also transcendental consciousness. Yeah. And uh, so, well, yeah. but it, but it did, it kind of led me in that direction where I thought, Oh, wow. You know, he, you know, I just remember him talk, like saying that phrase and then talking about his mother and how he was supposed to get married. And his mother did not like the woman that, he was going to marry and did not want to come to the wedding. Like she was really having a hard time with it. And as it turned Mm -hmm. out the day before their wedding, she ended up breaking her foot. So we kind of, existed saying how the whole mind body connection was together. Mm -hmm. And I really Mm -hmm. thought like, that is so cool. Now, I mean, Mm -hmm. I was like about 19 years old at the time when I heard that. So, and then I kind of got, went down the world of Louise Hay and really learned about affirmations. And I think, that whole um, just remaining positive, I kind of will refer to myself as a positive zombie when I was married to my first husband because
3: mm-hmm.
2: I just, would, I could re- and I can reframe like the best of them. I am a naturally positive person, but at the same time, sometimes there are certain situations in your life where you really just need to get honest with yourself, and it's not about reframing it into trying to make it work, which I think a lot of us do. And then kind of mm-hmm. goes back into that containment team where you're just trying to keep everything together. Right. And, um, you know, that's kind of where I got into trouble because I was always trying, like, okay, I can't think of anything negative. You know, everyone's got positive intentions and this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, once all is said and done, and it's like by the time, you know, that my first marriage was over, it's like I realized I had pretty much been living, you know, on a Jerry Springer show. Um, yeah. <laughs> so right. it was... Just the level of insanity that was really going on, and mm-hmm. um, I was really, really angry because I had tried—you yeah. know—I had done everything that I was supposed to do, you know—that right. that, that you hear that you're supposed to do, mm-hmm. and it just—it just didn't work, and um, I really struggled with that.
1: Well, Kathy, so, one of the things that I think—I'm—I'm well, I'm very avid about this—is that I believe we are programmed as little girls very early listening to Cinderella and how Mm -hmm. happy you're going to be. And Cinderella never got divorced. You know, it's that expectation that you get married and it's an ongoing, happy kind of, you you know, we put our own spin on it. But then I think the whole, I think one of the issues we have to deal with when we do go through divorce is that Programming that we received that really didn't tell us the tr- the full picture, uh, and yeah. we created it. We created it. Walt I mean, well, Disney didn't, <laughs> but they certainly did their part. I'm not going to let them off. <laughs>
2: right, you know. the happily ever after, but no one shows yep. what happens after the happily ever after. Like, okay, right. after what? Right. They, <laughs> <laughs> they don't show when the chaos and destruction is happening. <laughs> when the That's house so is burned down. Yeah. you're right and i think too i think and women especially i mean i know this. I'm, I'm not going to say that men don't have this at all but i because i think humans in general we're kind of conditioned where we have to you know you're always taught like don't be selfish you know don't like put other people's people first you know always be considerate of others always be nice to others and we do forget that okay wait we've got we're one of those people like we can't just like always be about sacrificing ourselves. So I think there is a lot that gets lost in the translation and especially as women because women we're just wired differently than men are. Well, and we we're we're natural protectors and we're, right. we're creators. That's, you know, what
1: what we do, you know. So I think we Well, I'm to- not Kathy, I'm not saying that men don't go through their own sadness and sorrow through divorce. Right. But what right. they don't experience is that programming. That we get That's as exactly little
3: progress.
1: We get that programming that says, you know, it's going to be perfect from now on. Even though we nice. may have lived in a family that was terribly dysfunctional, but Cinderella right. didn't, you know. So I've right. just been <laughs> amazed by that story because it's just, it just tells us so much. And we need to realize oh. how early we're programmed.
2: Oh my god. I mean it's like it's pretty much I think in utero truthfully, you know, for for <laughs> females and it's like and <laughs> where it's like you kind of come out and <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, and because we are like natural creators, natural, you know, protectors and yeah. wired the way that we are, it's like we're so we're even more receptive to that messaging where, you know, maybe a guy could even hear it, but they're not going to yeah. process it in the same way because, wow. you know, guys are more, they're programmed to be like, you know, more conquesty and, you know, yeah. they're, they're aggressive where women are taught. We're, no, like you've got to be, you know, like sweet and kind and and nice. And it's like, oh, that's, that's great. But at the same time, you know, I would, I would think for myself, and you, you can kind of share, you know, or, with your own experience, but I felt like a screaming doormat a lot of times where it's like, oh, yeah, i just got to sit here and take it. <laughs> it's like I'm not happy about it. But I'm like, and I'm yelling, but I'm never holding anybody accountable for what they're actually doing because, you know, right. I didn't really feel like I mattered, you know, that, and I yeah. think that was a hard thing to realize where, you know, because I had always thought of myself, you know, as a powerful woman, Mm-hmm. And not, but it's like when and I was always powerful, but there are just times when I think because of that programming, like you're talking about,
3: mm-hmm. you just
2: kind of take things that you really don't need to be taking. It's not really in your best interest, but you don't know what to do with it. And right. like you said, too, about divorce, I know for my family, it just like I, a very, very, a very small percentage is actually divorced. So I was like, you know, right. my immediate family you know, I was like, you know, one of the one of the only ones that was even <laughs> every, getting a divorce. So it wasn't even, yeah, it wasn't even on my radar. Like, oh, Every okay, family I'm needs a
1: trailblazer. This is, <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is true. <laughs> That's what you are. You are a trailblazer. I'm
2: a trailblazer. That's right. The warrior. <laughs> mm, yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know about you, but I also always had the feeling if I try a little bit harder, if I work a little bit harder, If I didn't do this, then it'd be better. Um, Maybe next year it'd be better. Oh, yeah. Experience those thoughts.
2: Well, those exact thoughts. Or, you know, Mm -hmm. for for me, like, I just kind of would lose myself in decorating. Like, that was, you know, I like, okay, well, if I make my house perfect. Uh And I mean, I got to a point. Well, literally, I would walk out of a room, like, before I would, I would put all the pillows back on the couch, so everything would look perfect when I walked back in, because that's how much of a mess things were, that I mm-hmm. thought, okay, if I could at least, like, contain this, you know, have some type of control yeah. over something, yeah. and I guess, you know, my pillows were the answer, but, you know, when I kind right. of think back on that, you know, that, that, uh, how horrible that was, that that was kind of the, what I was trapped in, and yeah, so I just thought, okay, if I do work harder, if, if I make more money, because at the time, for me, like, my, my ex, was unemployed and, you know, mm. and with no thought of looking for a job. So there I was, I had two y- young kids and it's like, okay, well it's all oh on me. Gosh. So I'm going to work myself to death. Yeah. And it's like, and the thing is, because when you, sometimes I think too, when you are a stronger woman, mm-hmm. You just kind of like, you almost kind of put that superhero cape on and not in a good way. I mean, there's like times when we need to draw on our inner superhero, but there's also times when you're just like, wow, look what I can do. And it's killing me. And like, Mm. I'm, but look, I mean, and I was, I was, I was totally depressed. I can remember just, you know, coming home from work and, um, like I would just fall asleep on the couch for like two or three hours, Mm -hmm. you know, I was just so exhausted and so depressed. And it's like, and I was, I I was totally unappreciated, you know, and You didn't have to cook
1: supper, did you?
2: Well, of course, I mean, like, you know, (laughs) but I mean, but there there were a couple of things done around the house. So I can't say it was, you know, I, I, but, but I think because I was so used to just like, well, I can do it. So therefore I will. Yeah. You know, I didn't yeah. I didn't have a lot of expectations that anybody else really should be helping me. But like I kind of I kind
1: of thought it was normal even though it was so dysfunctional. Right. But, well, in my mind yeah. I want yeah, you to be fair yeah. to yourself. I think we see that modeled in our, oh. you know, family of origin, where you know this is the role mother worked did because she didn't work outside of the house. Somehow we come into the role of the money winner, the and we still yeah. keep on the um, the other all the other jobs as well. I think it's pretty normal. Oh,
2: yeah. Uh, th- that is. That is, and that is part of the of the, the programming that, that you talk about that we've been experiencing since we've been little, you know? And it really it really is damaging to us as females because I mean it just we're we're like running ourselves ragged. And mm. I mean and even if you're not in a crazy situation, I mean like my my um, my situation was pretty extreme um, but But even if you're not, even just kind of like everyday life, I think we tend to do that. I mean, even like, you know, with the holidays coming up, I mean, Mm -hmm. you can really see how it's like women are running all over the place and, yeah, then cooking extra meals and now we're wrapping presents and we're shopping and we're doing all this. And yeah, everyone's (laughs) like, no one's (laughs) (laughs) appreciating the moment, right? I mean, yeah, we are. Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so now when, when did you, in your, in your work, when did you transition and begin your work in coaching and helping other women? because you're yeah, that's just uh, awesome. Yeah.
2: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and what happened for me was I ended up after getting divorced within a couple of years after that, I found out I had breast cancer and I was not really surprised um, by that just because of the
1: stress. The,
2: the, the stress and just like I said that mind body connection and just different things that was happening with me because you know when there's emotional abuse involved it's just so insidious and Mm -hmm. after the divorce then my 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 girls were were getting it and so it was it was really awful but I had found in that time the emotional freedom technique and I think that really was a game changer for me and what I brought into the work that I do because I think since we are from birth, basically, you know, in utero, like I said, as little girls, like, you know, you're supposed to be nice, and then you're positive, and then you've got all the positive affirmations and the law of attraction work and stuff that I was kind of into, mm-hmm. it doesn't leave a lot of room when, you know, if things are hitting the fan. When when things right. are just, you've got a major meltdown, it's like, okay, what do I do with all these emotions that I'm feeling? And there, I didn't have a slot for them, because it's like, I really was, I was enraged, I was... You know, fearful all the time and so when I found that it really helped me just give voice to everything that I was feeling and and from there when I found out that I had breast cancer since I was already in that mode I just realized okay I need to kind of supercharge what I'm doing and my experience was so positive and I ended up I got you know I got a mastectomy I had chemo I did not end up getting radiation because I did the chemo first mastectomy second and um, I, that because the experience was such, and I, I had such great support and I, I was just so supported by my doctors and, you know, I remember even talking to my oncologist about, you know, energy and, you know, EFT itself.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And even when I would get the chemo, I'd put like little notes on the chemo bag. I'd have little hearts and stuff on them. So like I didn't, and I had to support of my family. So but like my experience in general, not that chemo was easy or the experience itself was easy because it did it flattened me like a freight train for a bit yeah. when I got the diagnosis. Yeah. But when I got to the other side, I thought, you know what, I want I wanna help I wanna help other women because, you know, when you get that cancer diagnosis, so there's so much just from society, like you get the weight of the whole world's ideas of cancer. And it's like right. so you've got your own fear, you know, terror. You know, anger, right. emotions like, oh God, like this is happening to me, and uh, you know, this is supposed to be happening to other people, and you, know, you right. go through all that that crazy stuff somehow. And yeah, um why me? So like a, yeah, well, yeah, it's like okay, yeah, why me? And then I'm thinking, oh, I know why me. So then you know, you have that <laughs> kind of guilt get, Oh, if I only would have thought differently. If I only would have been doing EFT sooner. And it's like all this sudden, It's like oh, okay, let's just mm-hmm. you know get mm-hmm. off the for mm-hmm. me train and instead of, you know, fighting against the cancer, which, you know, I feel, I understand people like to fight, but I just think, I'm going to fight for myself. I'm not fighting against the cancer because that's kind of, the cancer is a part of me that needs love and acceptance and nurturing and, you know, a little bit of tough love, you know, mind you, Mm -hmm. you can't stick around, but at the same time, it needs to be honored, you know, that those parts of me that have been wounded and upset and traumatized Mm -hmm. by things that have happened in my life, I need to focus on that. And that's, that's where I just said I chose to fight for me, and right. um, and so I just wanted to bring that to other people, so that you know, because things do flatline you, you know, where you're just like, oh my gosh. And when I first started, I you know was my specialty was more working with women who had cancer, and then just as I was progressing, it just kind of changed where it became you know more about just working with just women in general who really just want to step into their power and really own own that you're lovable. And that's like a piece mm-hmm. that I just more recently within the past year or so really has found to be just profound in the work because I think we all like are operating like we need fixed, There's, that we're broken mm-hmm. somehow.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And mm-hmm. it's like, and then we like all of a sudden we forget that we're lovable. And it's like, listen, you're powerful and your lovability are your, that's your birthright. You're, you're born mm-hmm. that way. And mm-hmm. over time, things just get piled on top of it and we forget that. So it's like when you start looking through that lens of, wait a minute, you know, if I'm lovable, that means that I am deserving. That means that I am good enough. That means that I really don't have to be perfect because I can just show up as is and it's, it's all good in every single mm-hmm. moment. So mm-hmm. it does, it, it just, it changes things. And so I was really excited when I, you know, thought, okay, I, I was just going to have like a website or something for people to go to. And I, w- I thought I was just going to kind of direct them, you know, hey, I did Reiki. Hey, I did this, hair, this, this technique. And, yeah. then, um, and then I ended up, you know, because I was always on this quest, you know, once and once I found EFT, it just seemed like, okay, it, it needed to catapult. Like, I just couldn't, like, contain the energy of it. Right. And yeah. I kept wanting to do more. And that's how I ended up finding our friend Margaret Lynch. And I did a program with her, and she's the one. It was, like, her inner circle program that she no longer runs anymore. But um, she had just said to me, um, like what my thoughts were. And I was explaining to her about wanting to do, you know, had this website and stuff. And she just said to me, well, have you ever thought about being a coach? Mm-hmm. And I said, no, <laughs> I really hadn't <laughs> thought about it at all. And no. then, but when she said it, I'm like, yeah, but like, why, why not? Cause she said, well, like, you know, why not you? And she, her sister-in-law happened to be going through an experience with breast cancer at the time. And I was 40 when I got diagnosed and her sister-in-law was younger. Um, we were the same age. And mm-hmm. she said, "I'll tell you what, like, put together a pilot program, you know, and I'll see if she, you know you could send it to me of what you would work with her on, And I'll let her know about it and see you know if I could kind of hook you guys up. Mm-hmm. And she did want to do it, and I did like one session with her, and I thought, more of that, please. And it was like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, this,
1: <laughs> So this is it. <laughs> so to give our <laughs> listeners a little idea about what a session with EFT would be for, you know, you can either think about that, but when we talk about um, EFT, what is, what are we actually talking about?
2: Well, I think for for me, and what I've kind of it, my approach is a little bit different because I think of it more as you're honoring the hurt you're honoring all those emotions that you're normally told you can't express, that you really shouldn't even be feeling. And oh. the, <laughs> so it's, it's more of, okay, you'd be honored like more of it, it because people will kind of get into this, like why well, I shouldn't be speaking the negative. When you are doing EFT, you are voicing, you know, quote unquote negativity, mm-hmm. but by doing that, you're really, you're honoring, you're honoring what's there. You're honoring those parts of you that are wounded and really giving them a voice. And then it, what that does is it allows the energy to really shift and move. Mm-hmm. And then the, the, the more positiveness, you know, kind of will bubble up because it's, it's mm-hmm. all in there. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of, you know, gaining access to it. It's not something we have to get from the outside. It's like we all have this inside of us, this healing inside of us. We just don't always know how to access it because we're not taught how to do it.
1: Truthfully. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're stating the problem or the issue or the the negative that you want to release from your system so that the positive can come forward.
3: Yeah,
2: and I think a lot of people we're kind of afraid um I think to voice the negativity, because we'll just think, oh, we're just going to get more of it. You know, whatever you focus on, that's what mm-hmm. you're going to get. And it's like, it's really, it's not, it's actually having the opposite effect of that, where it's like, the more you try to stuff it down and keep it down, and the more you're, you're really, really angry, but you're like, oh, no, no, everything's fine. I'm fine. <laughs> it's like, the, the more <laughs> the more things yeah. start happening, because it's like that part of you is really trying to get your attention. That anger is there for a reason. The sadness yeah. is there for a reason. It's, it's, I... And if we keep just you know, saying, oh, no, no. You can't be here. We just keep re-wounding ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so when you actually put attention on it, it releases it. So, like, okay, it knows, like, okay, you know, she's finally paying attention to me. Now I don't have to Mm -hmm. keep screaming at her, you know, Mm -hmm. and and then all of a sudden the situations start to change. And I think that's even what, when my professor said that in college about creating your own heaven and hell, it's like that is part of it where if you just accept yourself exactly where you are, and that's what (laughs) my work is all about, it's not trying to strong arm you into getting more positive and, and all that stuff. Like, like other people might be, and it's like everyone means well, but it's like what I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not a quick fix kind of person. It's more, I just want you to know who you are, why you Mm -hmm. want what you want, Mm -hmm. why things have gotten in the way, how you can find it now. And just, just really get a PhD in you so that you have a lot of love and compassion for yourself. And then also kind of helps you to have love and compassion for yourself when you're making decisions that you're kind of going, Oh my God, I really wish I hadn't done that. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, we all kind of just recognizing and honoring that, that shame and regret that we all can experience. And then saying like, but you know what, it's okay. Like, again, I'm still lovable, even though all that happened. And actually, especially because all that happened, Mm -hmm. I'm lovable and powerful exactly as is. So Mm
3: -hmm.
2: yeah. So when I work with people, that's what I'm really trying to get at. So you know, all those times you're feeling stuck or maybe you, you know that you need to change a situation but you don't know how and or you're <laughs> really scared because it's, it really is going to change like so many things about your life, doing this type of work actually helps that because you just honor mm-hmm. the fear, you honor exactly where you're at and then it helps you get to where you actually want to go.
1: Right. Well, um, the... The tool that you use when using emotional um, freedom technique is tapping on meridians in your right head <laughs> at certain <laughs> right. points in your head, um, on top of your head, under your eye, and, you know, different places, your body,
2: different body points, and it, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, and stating what you want to release or what you're paying attention to at that time. And it's, it's wide accepted by the entire coaching uh, community as being one of the most powerful um, practices you can use.
2: Yeah. 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 It just, I think really it just, it's that mind body connection. And I think it just, it helps rewire your brain and because you are at, you're thinking about something, but I think, you know, and, and I've done traditional, you know, talk therapy also, where um, a, a lot of times I would just feel, and when I was going through the divorce, um, like, okay, I just felt like I just was whining. Like I wasn't really accomplishing anything. I didn't, like it felt good to voice it, but it always just seemed, for me, like a little piece
1: was missing. And yeah. when I ended up- You were, excuse me, Kathy, we're gonna to go to break. Okay, sure. <laughs>
0: Coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break.
4: Would you like to know how to bring more ease to all the decisions you need to make in life? Knowing your core values is the first step in Joyce's free live masterclass. You'll discover your top five core values in as little as 45 minutes. Join her now at... Free gift from Joyce.com. Close your eyes and imagine living your life without limits. Where would you go? Who would you meet? What would you do? During an Uncover Your Hidden Genius session, you will discover what's keeping you from living your life with purpose passion and fulfillment of your potential you'll get a clear vision of the steps you need to take to uncover your hidden genius so that you can live a life without limits sessions can be done over the phone skype or in person find out more at www.joycebufordempowers.com or by calling 903-287-0747
0: Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author, and coach, Joyce Buford.
1: We are joined today by Kathy Hamilton, and she is called The Happy TappyGirl.com. That's her website. And so she's been chilling, sharing with her, us her journey, and she has five keys that are the principles that she likes to share when working with one-on-one uh, group sessions or in group sessions, one-on-one sessions or group sessions. So, Kathy, oh, Kathy, share with us those five principles.
2: Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and this this is, I I, I put these together, I mean, just kind of as I've been going along, where it just seemed, it just connected all the dots for me. So whenever I was Mm kind of working through a problem, it would seem this is what would occur. So the five key principles of living a divine, inspired, vibrant, alive, diva life are allowing yourself to feel the magic of possibility, allowing yourself to have a, a fluid identity, making peace with your life, learning how to love yourself in each and every moment, and then learn how to take care of the skin you're in. I and love that.
1: <laughs> I love the first one, feel the magic of possibilities. Wow, wow. that now, opens so much.
2: This, this It does open so much, and I think this is, this, is where, this is the catalyst for any kind of change because we're doing mm-hmm. this all the time, and we don't know it. So mm-hmm. it's like when you allow yourself to feel the magic, ability, magic of possibility, mm-hmm. you you just kind of open up to like, oh, it's that little tiny glimmer. It could be one of those moments when you're like, oh, I really want that. Or, oh, I just, just that feeling of, okay, I deserve better than this. or oh, I want better for this. Like, I and you just kind of feel it. And like that instantaneously puts you into that, like, ah, you know, that state of what's possible. And then it kind of gets all bamboozled with, okay, well, how am I going to do this? And that's where we all get stuck. And it kind of, what happens then is, so we have this thing where, okay, maybe we, you know, we do want to make a major life change. We want to make a career change. We want to mm-hmm. end a relationship, start a relationship. You name it. Okay, you, you have to feel the magical possibility. It's like, oh, you know, that wanting is there, that desire. And then um, you think, oh, my God, so many things have to change. And that's where allowing yourself to have a fluid identity comes into play. Because, oh. you know, if you've always been the person that did not have – you know, this or mm-hmm. could not be that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It's like, yeah, okay, now that identity is going to have to shift. Mm-hmm. And, right. and that's where, you know, we, so we kind of shift in and out of these identities all the time. And we'll kind of think of ourselves like, you know, that the true soul you is mm-hmm. always constant. It's it just mm-hmm. the outward things of how we're expressing it, which becomes fluid. So, right. and then kind of with, within that, You know, as you're allowing yourself to have a fluid identity, you are going to you're going to hear or realize like, oh, my gosh, I've taken this vow or I've got this limiting belief or I've got a belief in general or just like any kind of, you know, the quote unquote negativity that kind of gets in the way
3: where Mm -hmm.
2: you're going to have to make peace with your life. Because those rules and conditions that you've put on yourself because of things that you've learned from society, in school, from your families. They're, they've all been playing out and so like no matter what you've done and no matter what kind of a disaster your life happens to look like in the moment and I know for myself I it's had some pretty disastrous moments where I'm like oh my god right you know you have to make peace with that because mm-hmm. and realize that you're you've never been doing anything to hurt yourself anything that you've done even if it has ended up being not in your best interest long term mm-hmm. you were doing it to protect yourself based on mm-hmm these rules and conditions and parameters you've had around yourself. So, and that's a real big one. And that also leads into learning how to love yourself in each and every moment, because there are times in your life you're, you're, you you do feel guilty. There's some shame and regret in there. And yeah, but when you kind of start seeing why you've been doing what you've been doing. And that's really into, when I say I want you to get a PhD in you, it's like when you learn who you are and really how you're wired and not the you that has all the conditions and, and parameters on you based on society and your families and what you've learned. It's the real you, that sole core you. And once you get more in touch with that part of you, The rest Mm -hmm. becomes easy. And then you can see, and then when you realize too, okay, well, why have I been doing this? Oh, well, I can certainly see why it becomes very, very clear. And then you just can forgive yourself for Mm -hmm. things that have happened in your life and how you've been, how you've, you know, conducted yourself. And and it's really powerful. And that, you know, Mm -hmm. really plays into the, you know, owning that you are lovable and you Mm -hmm. know what, you're human. So Mm -hmm. this is not about having a perfect experience. It's about learning. It's you know I always just refer to it as trial and learn. You know where everything mm-hmm. that we're doing in life is a trial and learn, and we're just kind of seeing. We put on things and we see if it fits, and sometimes it fits, and sometimes it did fit, and now it's time to go and buy a new wardrobe because right. that doesn't fit anymore for you.
1: And well, I, I think sometimes even when we try to, let's say we go back and we find something that's not working and we realize that it's really something we've been doing, yes. I think there there is a lot of forgiveness in the fact that we've been doing it. But then as we self-correct, sometimes we slip, sometimes we yeah. stumble. And yeah. so it's that, that forgiveness that says, Okay, but today I understand, and I see what I did. So I'm going to go forward and try to be better, do better, not repeat yeah. this. So it's like, yeah. where does the forgiveness come in this thing? Because it's not. Transition is just not, okay, I decide I'm not going to do it anymore and I don't do it anymore. Those are habits <laughs> right. that are habits.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. They're ingrained you know? in there. So, yeah, you're absolutely correct. And I think I think it's kind of what I liken it to is you just keep discovering new truths. And so... Yes. We, we kind of start off where well, I'll even say to people, you know, listen, you almost just have to come with the, like, just the acceptance of whatever happened from, you know, the age of zero to now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you were operating in a certain mm-hmm. truth Yeah, and you couldn't do anything any differently. Like if you went back in time, you're going to do the same thing all over again, unless mm-hmm. you could bring these new truths that you've just learned with you. You know? So right. it's like, because and that's where the forgiveness comes into play, where it's like you you know, you know and a lot of times, and you know, and I've kind of really stopped calling it self um, development work or you know, um, and really called it more self-discovery. And it's like mm-hmm. this is why you'll go back in time and you're mad at the little five year old you who, you know, did this, that, or the other thing. And you're like, why am I mad at this? Like, would I really be mad at a little five-year-old? Like, if I was standing in front of a five-year-old right now, would I be telling them, you should have known better? You should have, right. you should have been able to figure that out. You should have known that in 20 years or 30 years, this was going to happen. And this decision that you're making right now, I'm thinking, sometimes well, you're not going to say that to some little five-year-old. You know, and it's like, so why do we keep doing that to ourselves? So Right. Yeah, it's like, so that's where the forgiveness comes into play, where it's like, listen, you know, you were operating under certain truths, under different Mm -hmm. rules, parameters, that you had to for survival. Right. And that's it. Like, just kind of accept that. It's easier said than done, and that's a lot of times when um, the energy work comes into play.
3: Mm -hmm. And I use
2: my heart-centered EFT technique, which I I kind of combine traditional EFT with inner reconciliation that I learned from G.P. Walsh. And Mm -hmm. that is really just, you know, you're not broken you know mm-hmm. everything that you've done is for safety it's not it's not self sabotage it's like all these words that will will come up with things it's like no
3: mm-hmm.
2: you are just trying to keep yourself safe and as as crazy as it may seem to you now that you thought that's what you had to do just accept that at that time that's what you thought you had to do
3: so mm-hmm. you can stop
2: beating yourself up over well I should have done this and I should have done that and mm-hmm. so when you kind of get yeah. in those you know circles when you, when you, when you use, the, use the tapping, you know, the the way that I, I use it, and it's a lot of, like, meditative work and really just tuning into the energy itself, and a lot of times that in and of itself can help that shift because mm-hmm. you do have that forgiveness piece in play where you're going, oh, my God, like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. yelling at my little five-year-old or a two-year-old or a baby, you know, as if, like, this baby would have somehow known, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. to do yeah. as an adult would. It's just, it's kind of crazy, so...
1: yeah the main really thing I, you know, I think the main thing we want and need to remember about that is that as a baby, all you want to do is be loved and accepted. Yeah. And so you yeah. do whatever you can to survive in those That's situations. That's exactly it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, we all have to
2: adapt. It's because you, you mm-hmm. come into this world. And like I said, we are to- we're completely powerful and lovable upon entry. Here we are, you yes. know, love us, love us world. Yeah. And then yeah. we kind of we learn, like, ooh. Right. Mom doesn't like it if I do that. Or I don't, know she doesn't like it, but I'm just, I'm yep. sensing that uh-huh. if I do this, mom comes faster. Right. Or if I yes. do that, dad smiles or, you know, yeah. stepdad smiles or, you know, kind of mm-hmm. whatever that is. And then, you know, or like, ooh, this part of me does not seem to be getting a favorable response from my family. <laughs> like they can't handle this part of me. So I better shut it down because if they can't handle it, you know, right. no one else can handle it. And and it is it's a survival instinct, too. I mean, when you're a little kid, when you're a baby, you are dependent on everybody for everything. It is not as if you can feed yourself or you can't even move. Right. You're just, you know, you can right. move your arms and legs, but you can't get anywhere. <laughs> like,
3: right. Right.
2: So, yeah, it's just, so. of course, for survival purposes, we're going to keep the tribe, our family, happy. That's yeah. just, that's like survival one-on-one because you don't want
1: to get kicked yeah. out. Absolutely. You know, so, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I love your five... Keys. I think they're, they I yeah. just love the way you worded them. They're just beautiful. I mean, yeah, and, and we just, haven't
2: even gotten to the fifth one yet, which is taking care of the oh. skin you're in. And I know that's <laughs> <I'm> so sorry. <laughs> Go to oh, the- no, <laughs> <laughs> because those, those first four are very important. Yeah, <laughs>
3: so, they are. They
2: and are. Yeah, and the taking care of the skin you're in is it's all encompassing. Whenever you're in any of those other four, you're really operating in the take care of the skin you're in because that all that means is we, but just give yourself exactly what you need in the moment and honor exactly where you are, because what'll happen is we'll, we'll get this idea of, you know, we want to change and Mm -hmm. we'll foresee the future. We'll see like, you know, a month in advance, years in advance and then we start to get upset with ourselves again because okay well we're not there yet and oh, you yeah.
3: keep forgetting
2: mm-hmm. it's like okay well wait wait a minute like okay i don't you know you don't go from zero to 100 like you know, in, in a second i mean i believe I mean, you had a really fast car or, or an airplane or something you could i don't know <laughs> but i'm like but yeah. in general like you don't you don't like you, you don't walk a mile in in one big huge step it's like it's a lot of little steps to get there uh-huh. and so you just have to keep honoring yourself over and over again where you are in the moment, and as you're operating within the five key principles. Because, like you even said, too, you'll go back and you'll think, okay, I want this change. And then you'll start the ball in motion. And then you'll realize you have to have a fluid identity. And you're making peace with your life. And you're loving yourself in each and every moment. And then something (laughs) happens. And you have that little bit of a, a backslide. And it's not a backslide. It's just that you've learned something. And now it's like, oh, okay, now I want this. And that's mm-hmm. the beautiful part of it. it is just that wanting for the sake of wanting and knowing that there's, that there's better things for you. And it's not right. because I think that's another thing too. We're always taught that, you know, like, why can't you ever be satisfied with what you have? It's like, mm-hmm. you can be satisfied with what you have and also want more. And right. that's what life is all about. It's, it's a learning experience. Like you're not just going to stay in one spot and go, okay, well, you know, at 25, I'm done. I have done everything mm. that I've wanted, and I'm just going to stay right here. That just doesn't that doesn't work. You know, we'd all be right. dead if that was the case. There's nothing that you're striving for or getting excited about,
1: and right. you're really boring. Well, so, your five keys are part of a giveaway that you have, right? They are on your yes. website. Yes. Tell them how to get to your I, website and how to capture this. Perfect.
2: Yeah. Just, yeah, just, uh, all, all you have to do is go to www.happykathygirl and that's H-A-P-P-Y-T-A-P-P-Y girl.com. And then on the homepage, you can scroll down and then you can sign up to get the five key principles. And there's an audio and a PDF and a video that I just recently put on there as well, just kind of helping you see how the, the five key principles piece together and and just kind of shows you like why why you really care about them why they're important and it gives them a little bit more detail
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i printed them out i thought they oh, were yes. so great I printed them out. <laughs> <laughs> we're always students are we not
2: we're always oh my gosh i think i used to think like at the beginning and especially after cancer like i thought i was somehow going to like get to that point when everything was just blissful and i would have you know, made mm-hmm. peace with all of the the past issues, and then I realized like that's just now the way that it works. Like as yeah. so as long as we're alive, we're always learning, we're always growing, our mm-hmm. identity is always fluid, and that's what makes it exciting.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so really does. yeah, it does.
1: Yeah. So you've yeah, also yeah. got something else that I want you to tell them about in the our remaining time is the three divine secrets of self self care because we've already yes. said. Women are not known for self-care. You know, we no. always keep it away. We give it away. And the very thought that we need to take care of our hearts, our bodies, our souls, just never seems to come up until we no. get ourselves a real pickle, and then we need help. <laughs> That's
2: exactly it. That's exactly <laughs> it, yeah. So yeah, tell so us actually, about on my website, yeah, there's a little place you can go, and there's a page I've got there, so you can click on this um, and, and see it in fine print on um, the yeah. world wide web, but yeah. So, it's, and I think again, along with that, when we do think of self-care, we'll, we'll think about things like, okay, well, we have to go get a massage or we have to go get our nails done or things that usually mm-hmm. cost money and yes. also uh, extra time. And I mm-hmm. think that's like, so sometimes self-care can just end up being one more thing on your to-do list. Like, oh, okay. I've got to go and do X, you know, I'm getting pleasure out of getting my nails done, but,
3: mm-hmm. you know,
2: maybe money's a little tight and I don't know how I'm going to do that, or, geez, I mean, I really don't have time. So, my three divine um, self care secrets are to feel all of your feelings, mm. have a relationship with your inner child, and give mm-hmm. yourself permission to do nothing. And. Ah. <laughs> yeah and and i think like the key to feeling all of your feelings we have no idea how much energy it takes to not allow yourself to feel whatever you're feeling in the moment and again mm-hmm. a lot of it's because we're taught we shouldn't be feeling certain ways certain emotions are bad and i'm going yes. to tell you that there's, there's no such thing as a bad emotion it's just an emotion and mm-hmm. I'm not saying that if you're angry, you need to go and beat someone up or be yelling like a crazy person at them. And I think that's where sometimes it's how you express the feelings that it really can become the negative where it's like, okay, you don't want to hurt people. But if you're angry, again, you're angry for a reason. It's Mm -hmm. because there's a part of you that's going, wait a minute, that does not feel good to me. I I don't deserve that. I deserve better. Or you made me signal to yourself of going, why do you keep saying yes when you want to say no? Yes. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so when you just honor how you feel, you're, you'd be amazed at how quickly you shift out of things, out of the emotions, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. no emotion is going to stay forever. And and sometimes some emotions are a little more lingering depending on how deep-rooted something is that you're angry about or because it's like maybe the first time you're actually allowing yourself to feel it. And I know there's been you know. times for me, like I've been in a state of anger. It could be all day long. And this is even now after I've done tons of work and I really do allow my emotions to just flow.
3: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm.
2: so I'll get anxious, but instead of going, okay, I need to get this anxiety to go away or I need to get the anger to go away. I just go, okay, well, we're going to be angry or anxious right now. and mm-hmm. And a lot of times I just want to share that if you are feeling anxious, nine times out of 10, that's stuffed anger and you just mm-hmm. your body you don't know what to do with it but it's like you're really really angry so
3: mm-hmm. that
2: that's you know that's kind of sometimes good just like just pound down a desk or pound on something and just go like oh like i can't believe you did that to me even if you have no idea who you're talking to right and that'll kind of start to give you a clue as to what it is that you're that's upsetting you but mm-hmm. i'll just stick with that emotion and say, okay i'm gonna let myself be angry and i'll even tell my family okay i something has triggered me i am not even sure what it is but mm-hmm. I'm just gonna i I'm gonna stick with it. So like if I if I start to act a little, you know, like out of sorts, that's why. Or just tell me like, you know, mom, or I'll tell my husband like you just know, to say like, Okay, Kathy, you are you're you're going into <laughs> crazy town right now and I'm like, Oh sorry, sorry <laughs> Well you
1: <laughs> know, we've learned most of our younger life, we were learned and lived in a control Space. Oh yeah. Anger yeah. was not permitted. I know in my family. So
2: no. Oh no. you yeah. thought
1: we would ever express it or use it as a sign, a signal right. to us that we are out of alignment with who we really, what we really believe in. Are we? Um, just put ourselves in an uncomfortable situation, is it really right. big that we learn how to read those signs that we get and accept them yes. as that yeah. of failings, you know?
2: Yeah, and, and then even, too, like a lot of times it will move from, like, anger into sadness because yes. then, you know, or oh. you might just be, you know, and just because once you kind of feel it, then you, then you have this, like, sympathy or you're, you, you sometimes experience almost like a grief where it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe that I allowed that to happen to me. You know, yes. those, those types of things. Or you are just grieving for what you've lost because you didn't realize, you know, you weren't owning your lovability at the time. Mm-hmm. And it's like things that you put up with that you didn't have to. And it, it does. It makes you sad. And I think mm-hmm. sometimes, too, like sadness, that's one, you know, where everyone, you know, like, oh, you know, you just want a pity party. And it's like, you know what? Yeah, I do want a pity party. Because I've had some pretty horrible things happen to me. And even if, even if I've concocted them in my mind, they have felt horrible. And, and I deserve to be able to express that. And right. I think that's worth it. And a lot of it, too, you know, we, we had to become socialized to all be able to get along with each other and to, you know, cohabitate the earth. So, yeah, you couldn't just be walking around all the time, like I said, expressing these things in certain ways at people But I think what kind of got lost in the translation is you're still allowed to feel them. Like, you can't just... Just because I'm not supposed to yell at you doesn't mean that I'm not supposed to be angry. Like, so Mm. there was a disconnect somewhere. So, yeah, and just use everything as a sign.
1: Yeah. Now, number two is your relationship with your inner child.
2: Yes, and this is just that playful part of you, and this is the part that I go to. If I'm feeling extremely overwhelmed... I will Mm -hmm. literally just tune in to little Kathy and say, what do you want to do right now? And a lot Mm -hmm. of times, I mean, it'll be the most simple of responses. Like she might tell me, twirl, I'll twirl. She has told me, you know, just go outside. I don't know what I'm supposed to do outside, but I'll Mm -hmm. walk outside and just kind of stand there and I'll say, okay. And like then I just get the sense of, you know, like skip around. So it's just really just allowing yourself because that inner child part of you, that it's not as filtered as the adult part. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, you mm-hmm. know, like we still had rules and parameters on us, you know, maybe at five, even 10 years old, but not as many as we kept, you know, piling it on, you know, decades upon decades. So that little, that little part of you is going to know, you know what? I just want to, mm-hmm. I just want to sit down for a minute or I just want to stare at the clouds and just enjoy. I want to color. And that's mm-hmm. like one of my favorite things to do is color, but not color in one of those adult coloring books with all the little lines. I just pull out, like I have like a Hello Kitty coloring book. And crayons, because I don't know anybody who doesn't love the smell of fresh crayons. I mean, there probably is someone out there, and I'm sorry if that, if you're not, it, just find something that you do like. But it's like, you get a fresh box of crayons, and yeah. you're just looking at it, all the pretty colors are there, and then just get that out, or just, you know, scribble on a piece of paper, doodle. Like, just mm-hmm. allow yourself to not be so contained, and right. just have fun. And, yeah. it, you know, you don't have to even, you don't have to go anywhere. Like, it's just, what do you want to do right now? And sometimes it is treating yourself with a little piece of chocolate or something. And it's like, I'm not telling you to overeat, but it's like sometimes just a little taste where it's like, that's just all you need,
3: mm-hmm. you know,
2: to kind of, yeah. to get you through, just give yourself, you know, give yourself what you're needing and wanting. And it kind of really leads into, you know, giving yourself permission to do nothing because we are in such an action oriented society,
1: Yeah, we are.
2: And all all the doing just contributes to the zombie mode. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, okay, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. And and then, you know, you're not even feeling all your feelings. It's like, okay, I don't even want to do that. I'm angry that I have to do it, but I have to do it, and blah, blah, blah. And all this kind of runs into play. And it's like, okay, if you actually give yourself permission to do nothing, and Mm -hmm. just sit there. And I'll tell you what, it's really challenging at first. Like, you might last for 30 seconds if you're lucky because you're so used to Like Mm -hmm. as soon as you sit down or just start to stare up in the space, you start thinking of all the things that you could be doing because now you're not being productive and you know, Oh, you don't want to be lazy and all this stuff, all these negative things that you've heard and associated with, with this stuff. But when you just allow yourself to be, Mm -hmm. that's how you really reconnect with your soul and it Mm -hmm. reconnects you to the real you. And you can start to see like, okay, Oh, I am doing that. I really don't like that. But instead of thinking, okay, I have to do something else, I just always think, okay, what do I want to feel like? What what do I want that? What? How do I want to feel? And so they all again, these three divine secrets of self care all kind of start playing within each other, and just you know, kind of going back. And if you just allow yourself just to sit and relax for a minute, you know, all of a sudden, you know, maybe doing the dishes or organizing something or. You know, oh, that project that you have to do or the email that you have to write, it doesn't doesn't seem so, you know, life or death. And Mm -hmm. then you can give yourself some time to actually recharge your batteries because that's really what we all need. And it's unplug, you know, unplug from the world for a little bit.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, Kathy, we're coming to the end of our hour. And so I want you to tell my uh, listeners how they can find you, your website and your Facebook, and then we'll almost be there. (laughs)
3: <laughs> wow. Okay.
2: Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Yay. All right. So on Facebook, I, I have to confess, it's not you can find me, Kathy Hamilton. I do have a happy, tappy girl page that is kind of in process, and it's been in mm-hmm. process for a long time just because I'm not the most tech savvy person. But yeah. since I've taken that vow of imperfection, it's okay. Yeah. So it is there. If you'd like to contact me there, feel free. You can instant message me also. I would love that. And um, again, my website is happytappygirl.com, and that's H A P P Y T A P P Y girl.com. And you can also email me at Kathy, and it's C A T H Y at happytappygirl.com. On my website, there's a contact me page that you can click on and send me uh, mm-hmm. a message. I've got a couple of free uh, group coaching calls. One is called Tappy Hour that you could sign up for, where we do. Um, it's a topic of the month, and then it's also always BYOI, which is bring your own issue. And mm-hmm. so I can do some one-on-one work within the group. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, yeah, with you there. And then I also have Hour of Power that I do, which is all about allowing yourself to feel the magic of possibility without all the how to So it's it's like a, a good 45-minute meditation, and it kind of walks you through all the different like energy centers yeah. and yeah. And different things for yourself, and I'm also going to be combining that um, with something else that I'll be introducing in January. Um, that I'm kind of putting the final touches on, where I'm going to be using that, and then going
1: into the other. Okay, um, Kathy. Key principles I can't within. let. We got to go. We got to go. We going to cut us off again. <laughs> as you can tell, Gabby is full of great ideas and wanting to share them. So go to her website, search out all those great opportunities that she has listed there to work with her in whatever form, either one on coaching as a group or take advantage of some of the specialty things that she's talked to you about. So, Kathy, thank you so much. You provided us with so much good information that I do know people will go to the website. They'll take their freebie. They'll learn their five key principles that you've outlined for them there. So I thank you for being on the show today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's
2: been awesome.
1: Yes. And I want to share what she talks about, uh, and I picked it somewhere on her website. She said, be you. Be powerful and live happy. What words of encouragement? Can you be you? Can you be powerful and by all means live happy? That's our wish for you. That's Kathy's wish for you. And I hope this week is all of those for you. So as we say goodbye for today, I'll look forward to talking to you next week. when We'll have another interesting guest. Just as... Bye-bye.
0: Joyce Buford returns next week at this same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, women are receiving support during their transition and are able to reclaim their true purpose and strength. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services at W.